This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, welcome again to uh, another Kerry Dixon show with me, Stamford Chidge, and the the absolute Chelsea legend, Mr. Kerry Dixon. How are you, Kerry? I'm fine, thank you, Dave. So, uh, did you uh, enjoy the uh, match against Bournemouth last week? Already seems like ages ago. It was only only a few days ago, but uh, another another two nil. Well, another win. Uh, 2-0, late win, I think, is the interesting point about that. I kind of, you, You'll be very proud of me, Kerry. I've done some research. Uh, but against Arsenal, <laughs> against Arsenal, uh, the winner was, we scored the winner on the, in the 81st minute. Against Newcastle, it was in the 87th minute. And against Bournemouth, we opened the, you know, uh, opened the scoring on the 75th minute and uh, the winner on the 85th. So, you know, we're winning, we're winning games with late goals. And I just kind of wondered a couple of things, really. The first thing is, you know, it's clearly taking us time uh, to to make the breakthrough and wear these teams down, but we are doing it, which to me tells me that the team has got a lot of belief in what they're doing and they're showing a lot of patience and, 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 and a little bit of character, really. I mean, particularly the Newcastle game where, you know, they came back to win it with Newcastle equalising, all, all of which I think is encouraging. I mean, would you agree with that? Um, yeah. Um, you know, you can't knock the season so far. Um, can't really knock it at all. I mean, there are points that you know I don't. I think we could fall down on over the season. But you know, I'm a, I'm a stats man, and you know, results are, are, are what you're paid to get, no matter how you get them. And we've got the results um, against a, a variety of teams. I, I'm not going to say we played the best teams. Arsenal probably well the best side we played so far. But. Um, I think there's hard hard work to come, and I think there's improvement to come. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're up there, and you stay in the pack, and we haven't let anyone get away. Um, you know, we're in the mix, and that's where you've got to be until around January. And then, come January, who knows? You know, there might be a sustained. There might be. <laughs> listen, anything could happen. There might be a new new owner. There could be a load of money coming. There could be anything could happen. But for the team's point of view, we've got to stay in the mix, and um, you know. It's a great start. I'm not going to knock it. 
Um, but I'm sure we will talk about areas of improvement and where we can improve and, you know, players individually improving. Um, but no, can't knock the start. Late goals, early goals, goals any time. Uh, as long as we have more than the opposition at the end of the game, um, that's pretty much all that matters. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that we, we are a team that's going to score late goals. Um, I actually believe we're a team that can concede and can score goals. Um, I think we're a, a side that you can't say a few, year, a few years ago. I used to say, oh, Chelsea, um, maybe Mourinho-esque, if you like, the sharp shot, the, the very tight, hard team to break down. If you get in front, if you get two goals behind you, you we've won it. Um, but I, I think it's different. Sarri's slowly um, putting his... Uh, stamp on the club um, and in the team. Um, he's coming across okay, very quiet. I, I, I quite like the way he's going along. Um, and obviously results help that. Mm. So long may that continue. But at the moment, um, no real complaints from me, but uh, still not convinced. Mm. Well, that's, yeah. And, and I mean, you know, whatever we say today needs to be prefaced with the fact that it's only four games. We're very, very early in the season. And of course, Sarri himself has has always said it's going to take time uh, for the side to really click and get what he wants to do. But I think within that context, while while he's trying to get, you know, get his ideas across, we're still winning. And that, that I think, is very important. Now, we, we talked about goals, didn't we, a second ago? I think, number one, it was nice to see us keep a clean sheet because I know people are a little bit worried about our perceived vulnerabilities defensively. But at the other end, um, we are scoring goals, but our strikers are not. And, you know, the Morata and Giroud debate seems to continue. Uh, Giroud coming on uh, for Morata during the Bournemouth game. Great ovation by the crowd. I mean, as I've, as I've long said, you know, I think he's very popular with the Chelsea supporters, not least because of the, you know, his galvanising performances at the end of last season. Whereas Morata, I think, needs to do a lot more to convince the Chelsea supporters that he is the main man and also that his, you know, his head's right. And I mean, you know, there were more comments this week. I mean, I know it's difficult when they get mics thrust, to, you know, in front of them, particularly when they're abroad and things can get twisted. But, you know, Courtois had a history of doing this. Morata seems to, you know, be doing a similar kind of thing. And I, I think he needs to do a lot more. I mean, the thing is, Kerry, you know, we talked about this the last time we spoke. You know, I suspect that Morata, you know, will thrive and thrive on and needs more space. So when a team attacks us, you know, he will do a lot better. And they were, you know, even even on Saturday, they were putting balls over the top for him to run onto. And a few of them nearly worked. Um, but he also needs a lot of confidence, which means he needs to score a goal. Whereas Giroud seems to be able to come on and make an impact and has the crowd behind him. But the reality is, mate, neither of them are scoring goals at the moment. So, you know, how concerned should we be? Well, Giroud, for me, hasn't had game time, mm. um, no matter which way you look at it. I mean, come on a sub in, what, two games? or I don't know if he's made sub in three games. Uh, but he's um, currently not against Huddersfield. Uh, I'm just trying to quickly work out, refresh it in my head, because I haven't done my homework. Um, but certainly come on in too. I, I like Giroud. Uh, the crowd will probably give him an ovation for all the reasons you said, yeah. and for the fact he's a World Cup winner. Yeah. You know, he played the World Cup and uh, and won the World Cup, you know, for his uh, uh, as a Chelsea player. There aren't many people who said, could say that. They won the World Cup as a Chelsea player. There's only two, I should think. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah. I remember LeBeuf, Desai, certainly, uh, in recent um, times. Who else did we have? Andre Scherler may have been with us. There's been a few, actually, to be fair, hasn't there? Is there? Oh, yeah. that's an interesting one. Kante, of course, at, at the moment. Boot. You know, we've got Kante, Kante and Kante yeah. and Giroud in the current side, haven't we? Mm. But 
nevertheless, that, that's the sort of sort of area I'm looking at. But you know, I've I've, I've been saying about Morata for a long time, and I and I seriously doubt. I've said he's got to step up this season, and I'm, you know, the Arsenal game was a little chink of light, if you like. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm. It's, I'm going to take a fair bit of convincing and a fair few goals and, and and some key moments from him to actually start me to be start convinced that he is the real deal I'm afraid you know um, it's nothing to do with 60 million pound although that doesn't sit well around his neck at the moment um, you know Giroud, Giroud for me would be in my team if he's fit and as it is I understand your Morata movement bit and I understand you know he needs a bit of help and all strikers need service and uh, I, I, is he good at, is, is he good in yeah I mean yeah he scored some good at his goals but he doesn't seem to be a, a threat like a Hatley or a Harford or a Andy Carroll for that for that matter. He doesn't seem to be a um, uh, someone who can got the pace of Michael Owen or, or the speed of anyone. He, he seems to be very average, you know, in all departments. He doesn't excel in anything, you know. It, his movement is is what he's all about, and well, his movement's got to produce more more at the other end, I'm afraid. So anyway, I'm not going to go on a rant about him. I could, you know, he could pull my game. I could pull his game a bit. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, but there's a, a, there's a the big difference the there. There's a big difference there, Kerry. You scored 193 goals for Chelsea, so I think at the moment well, you've got the edge. Well, you know, anyway, I'm not going to go into medium, but but that, that's it for me. He needs to do a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I think we're short in that department. Uh, over four games, the assessment generally would be that. I don't know whether this, you say we're leaking goals and you look at the defence. Individually, you look at them four defenders and people tend to point the finger at David Luiz because he's an easy target. Well, not for me because we won the league with him and, you know, he's proved a revelation at times and I'm glad to see him back in the team. Um, Rudiger, uh, I don't see an awful lot wrong with him. The two full-backs, as Billy Coet, has been solid ever since he's, he's come to the club, as I've said before. And I, and I personally like Marcus Alonso. Mm. Um, it, you know, uh, I really do. So, um, you know, I'm not going to pull him to this. I, I, I quite like what he brings to the team. Now, you know, people can look at the left side with Hazard and, and so on and then Barkley perhaps all down that left side defensively and say perhaps that's why we're leaking goals. But you've got to take into account how how Sarri wants to play, who's he going to try and keep in the team, who fits what pattern. And sometimes the best players don't always make the best team. We've seen that in recent yeah. times with with Chelsea and indeed with Leicester. Mm. Um, you know, we've, we've, some decent players have been left out of size because it, they don't quite fit the pattern and the style of what brings out the best in others. Um, and managers will pick the best 11 um, all round rather than perhaps the best players. There'll be a bone of contention about that. But my own idea is um, he's got a difficult choice. He's got a difficult job with a hazard situation down the left because if he wants to high press... I can't possibly see it working. Hazard doesn't appear to me the type of person that works his nuts off. But Jose Mourinho, he'd be one matter for Jose Mourinho, put it that way, you know, out, off every game. Yeah. Um, and well, under the, in the latter stages, he was. You know, there was arguments and so on. But he's our, our best player, and, it, and that can't happen. So I see problems in various areas, but certainly not the defence. Um, I think the fact that Kante's on the right, Jorginho has done OK. I'm not going to knock him. I think he's been decent in lots of... Uh, the pundits are singing his praises a little bit, but you've got to remember, Kante, the best in the world at that position, has been moved from that position, and he's playing on a slightly well, he's playing wider. It's not, it's not ideal. Um, maybe the defence is suffering that little bit because Jorginho is not quite the defensive player that Kante is. 
I don't know. I think I think that's a tricky one, isn't it? Because I, I think most most of the people that I talk to around Chelsea w- would kind of say the same. You know, it 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 doesn't sit well that uh, the best player in the defensive midfield position in the world is not playing there. But I, you know, I think we can all accept and understand that for Sarri's game to work, he wants Jorginho there. I think the other thing that that we shouldn't forget, of course, is I think part of Sarri's plan is that he's got Kante in a more advanced position so he can kind of do what he did in terms of his winning the ball and tackling it but further up the pitch which will hopefully put the opposition on the back foot but nevertheless I I think there's no doubt about it It, the compromise is is that we've got a little bit more vulnerability in front of our defence and there's no getting away with that so far we have got away with it but anyway let me just swing this back to the the front line Kerry given you know that we've got a couple of strikers that for one reason or another aren't scoring um I wonder if there's any mileage. I mean, you and I will probably think this is sacrilegious because, you know, I grew up watching people like you play. So, you know, I always like to see a great big number nine there. But is, is there any mileage in the in the idea that, that Sarri might play a front three of William, Pedro and Hazard? I mean, I'm not saying that Hazard would be a, a false number nine, but there's a fluidity about them, you know, and Pedro's a good goal scorer. I think he's technically possibly the best finisher in the club. And the other reason I say that is, of course, we've just let Tammy Abraham go to Aston Villa. So, you know, we don't really have... Uh, I mean, you know, we don't have an obvious third striker option, if you see what I mean, but we might have this option with, you know, those three kind of interchanging up front. So not having a target man, so to speak. Well, it's been done before. Yeah. I mean... You call them whatever you want to call them, the three amigos, the three the midgets, uh, you know, without a front three. It's been done before last season. And Conte did it on quite a few occasions. Um, yeah, but he he I, left he left it, Hazard up there. I mean, I think with when Conte did it, mate, you know, he had Hazard literally up there on his own, which for me was batshit insane, you know, because Hazard cannot and will not be able to hold the ball up against a great big lumping centre-half. It's not going to happen. But I think if you've got a lot of movement up there and they're interchanging with each other, you know, quite in, in a funny way, very similar to what Liverpool do. They don't play with a, with a target man all the time. So, the, the, you know, it just seems to me it could work, but not if you have one of them up there as a target man. Um, yeah, I mean, it could work. I mean, let's face it, Dave, anything can work. Anything <laughs> anywhere enough. can work. and Anything can work. The best thing is what does work. Yeah. Um, and the best thing for any team, if it works, then I think it comes back to if it's <laughs> not broke, don't fix it, yeah. get it to work first. Yeah, yeah. Um, quite, you know, we're, it, it's not quite working for us. A bit of fine-tuning needed um, in certain areas. If you want to play with a big man, it's an easy to persevere with uh, Morata for a while, and he's worth perseverance for a, for a few games yet, just so that Sarri can realistically make up his own mind. But... If it, you know, 10 games in, while the results are going the way they're going, um, and as we say, getting away with it, I'm not saying we deserve to get beaten in any of these games, getting away with it is perhaps not quite the right terminology, but um, while we're winning, he can allow things to continue because the proof is in the pudding. It's when we do have some tough games, and they're coming up, you know, we've got Liverpool, Manchester United in the not far too, too far distant future, and there's going to be different threats and, you know, there's going to be different questions asked of everyone in the team. Um, who steps up to the plate remains to be seen, but I'm not convinced these others are going to be up to scratch and that's where my concerns are on the side. Um, defensively, 
will we get ripped in some games uh, because of what we're perceiving at the moment and, and you know then we'll also we'll hold on a minute I'll put Canty back in and it's Jorginho the one that has to switch um, is there a case of well Sarri's making Canty into the better all-round player which given the opportunity to some has been denied and I think about John Obi Mikel there come as an 18 year old teenager and we turned him, wanted to turn him into the next Matalele. You never know exactly what he could do because he was never ever allowed to go over the halfway line, whether he could or he couldn't. But he was vouted, um, touted as one of the best all-round midfield players, you know, in Europe at, at, at certain times. So there's lots of things about this defensive midfield role. Um, can Kante um, be the one that can get up and down and, and, and do the business on that right-hand side? Maybe so, um, but. I'm not totally convinced of, of, of Kante's ability offensively, if you like. Um, you know, as good as he is defensively, um, offensively, I think there's there's work to be done. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> we, we, we've got lots of lots of little issues here. Mm. Um, I'm not waiting to see that we we get ripped anywhere, but uh, I do fear it against the, a good side playing well on their day could find us out. Mm. I think it's interesting, isn't it? Kind of summing up the, you know, it's a good time to do it with uh, with no game this weekend. But I mean, summing up, you know, where we are at the moment, it's obviously a work in progress, isn't it? And, you know, what I would say is that I think the good outweighs the bad at the moment. Um, you know, I think, for example, I think he's done quite well in, in turning us into a more possession-based side rather than the counter-attacking side that we've been recently and I do like the fact that we seem to be much more on the front foot and I think most supporters really enjoy that uh Jorginho's really impressed me and I think he's key to that and as you said we keep winning but let's let's not get ahead of ourselves you know we've got we've got some defensive issues both in the defense and I think the midfield uh and, and clearly as we said the strikers have been a bit of an issue you alluded to this a minute ago mate didn't you but um you know what which players have impressed you most so far and, and which have disappointed you most so far JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Eden Hazard, even more so than he did last season and your appearances that he's made so far. I'm, I'm starting to convince he is, be convinced he is world-class. Um, consistency to his game, for me, would put him in a par with Messi um, and, and the rest of it. He hasn't got the goals of Messi and Ronaldo, and it's high praise indeed. But, um, and you know, he, he could well be in the, in the realms of Neymar and people like that, you know, um, who haven't necessarily got the goals, but they've got the ability always in and around things, creating stuff and making things happen. I think he could, and what I've seen of him, yes. Marcus Alonso, I like him as well. Um, and Jorginho, yes, uh, to a degree. I'm not a fan of the defensive position. He, he brings you a little bit more in terms of offensive um, work um, from a defensive position. Uh, so I understand that. A little bit fair, unfair on Ngolo Kante. Um, Tryon works well. We'll always give 100%. No real complaints about his place in the team anywhere. But I'm not convinced totally on, the, on that side. Um, Pedro's got his goals, um, some key moments, and he's done OK. But we know what Pedro can do. It's nothing more than Pedro hasn't done pretty much since he's come here. As far as I'm concerned, he'll have a month where he doesn't do anything or he goes off and then he'll be substituted. Um, he's one of them players that uh, you know, plays and kicks and starts. He has good months and he, he, and he has a few off games and, 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 and so on. Um, really, I, uh, in terms of being impressed, that's pretty much it. In, um, as Pelly Coetta will give you a 7, 8 out of 10 every week. No problems with him. Don't think the defence have done anything seriously wrong, although every team we've played against um, has had chances, good opportunities, some of them, um, to score against us, which is a little bit alarming, but you couldn't put that down to any one individual. Goalkeeper hasn't been tested too much. Um, we've already done the strikers. Uh, it, it, it doesn't leave an awful lot left. Ross Barkley... Clinging on to his position, if you like, in midfield. Um, I don't know if there's a threat um, and from anywhere else. Um, Kovacovic looks OK. Um, without, you think, oh, you thought a little bit different than me, but I'm not going to, I'm not one, as you know, for diving in over no, players no, no, on one performance, enough. two performances. I need a little bit more than that to, mm. to go and say yes, you know. Um, so there we are after seven years I'm saying Eden Hazard is world class yeah. so that, that tells you how long I need to be convinced yeah but, but I, mate I think um, that's fair enough I think that's fair enough you know and the, the record books uh, and players careers don't lie and I mean the number of times I've seen a player have a fantastic season and then he's rubbish for the rest of his career you know it's yeah, there is a, there is an argument to be had that you can't really judge a player and, until he's had two or three seasons with the club. Drogba's an absolute case in point in that. I mean, he was, yeah. you know, I remember us absolutely getting on his case because he would he was rolling around like Morata do, does now, you know, and it took him a good year and a half to get that out of his game. One thing I will say about, I mean, he, actually, no, he he wasn't even scoring a huge amount of goals. I think he was picking up about 10, 11 in his first two seasons. Yep. So, you know, it yep. does take a bit of time. I, I'd just like to pick up on a couple of things you mentioned that really interested me. I, I think the Hazard thing is fascinating because I get the impression that Sarri's going to give Hazard a much uh, freer role than he's had at Chelsea before. And I think that that will really play into his hands. You know, even if you ask him to track back... Uh, and, and okay, I think I have seen him do that, but he's not the best at it. So far better to build the team around him. He's our best player. 
give him the license to do what he likes to do and what he can do best and let him go. And I have a feeling we'll see that. And the other one is Jorginho. I, I, I have a feeling that, that, that Jorginho is kind of a, he's like an upgrade on Fabregas. You know, he's got a great pass. He can keep possession, but he can't really defend very well. Uh, but at least he's a bit fitter. So, you know, maybe that's what we've got with Jorginho. What do you reckon about that? Um, well, I haven't seen the pass yet. I haven't seen the Fabregas in him. I think, you know, it's a bit of a slight on Fabregas, that one. It wasn't intended. It wasn't intended. No, no, but as regards an upgrade, as regards an upgrade on Fabregas, yeah. I mean, Seth Fabregas has, you know, had a good career and stuff like yeah, that. But yeah, I hear yeah. what you're saying, and I know, and I don't mean, mean you, and I don't think you meant it. Uh, offensively, either. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm, I'm yet to see um, perhaps what other people are seeing in Jorginho. I see, I'm seeing normal football. I'm not, I'm not seeing anything <laughs> extravagant. I'm not seeing Glenn Hoddle, and I'm not seeing, you know, Claude McAuley. I'm, I'm just seeing a a player in a position doing not as good as Tante, but slightly better offensively in a team that's that's winning. Um, might sound like, you know, I'm not giving him the credit that he's due, but uh, I, I, as I say, I need more time. Yeah. I'm not going to dive in on him. Yeah. Um, and, and I really don't don't think that that, that, that is the case. I, uh, I tell you what, I, I th- really do, know. do you know, I, I, what I think I really mean by by the, the comparison to Fabregas is that, you know, Fabregas, I think, you know, no doubt about it, an absolutely superb player, but I think... You know, the, the the longer his career went on, I mean, he, I don't think he has the legs anymore. So I always felt in the last season or two that he was a bit of a vulnerability in, defensively because he, you know, he couldn't get back in time. And, and that meant he often mistimed his tackles, which meant he often gave a foul away. But there's no doubt his, his passing and his creativity was superb. So I, I think that, you know, effectively, we're seeing that Jorginho is a replacement for Fabregas. I'm not saying he's better than him, but I think in terms of positionally, he's been brought in to, to do the job that Fabregas was doing for us, but perhaps wasn't able to do as effectively because he's got a bit older. Right, in terms of uh, in, in terms of replacement, yeah, everyone gets replaced, and I tend to agree with you. I think Fabregas has uh, seen his best days, but arguably to do a job, but that remains to be seen. Um on the hazard issue, on you know, if he is mm. to be given a freer role, just wonder how much of an influence Gianfranco Zola actually has in the in the changing room. You know, uh, was he bought as a uh, because Sari selected him? Was he bought there because the club wanted him as a, a as a sort of a broker between the management and the fans and everyone else? Uh, you know, um, does he have a say? Because if he does, he's a similar player, very similar to Eden Hazard, and you know, he didn't see Franco tracking back and chasing pullbacks and doing all the tackling it, it didn't happen um, and, and it's, the same goes to the likes of Ian Robin and the people we've had in the past um, it, that sort of role wasn't for them one matter you know uh, certain managers have sacrificed them because of it and other ones have lauded them because of the way they play but um, I think when you look at the defensive players we have got why not try um, Kante on the left hand side um, of midfield as we go, as opposed to the right hand side, I know everyone's going to say well he kicks with his right foot, but in terms of his work rate and covering, we've got Marcus Alonso will be overlapping Kante down the left hand side, and Eden Hazard if he's going to be given a freer role, Kante could probably cover the workload 
um, with his legs and his, his running and um, what he does in, and what he brings to the team. If you're not going to play him in the position that he's best at, then, and you're going to play him in a slightly wider one, we'll play him on the left and give Hazard that freer role. I think that's. I think that makes a lot of sense. It's interesting, actually. It just shows how uh, intelligent uh, the listeners to the Chelsea Fancast are, un- unlike uh, me, who presents it. But uh, we had a couple of emails in on Monday that we talked about, and they were actually making exactly the same point. You know that moving Kante across to the left would probably help to cover Alonso, who who is seen as a bit of a weakness, uh, you know, defensively. Um, so yeah, maybe there's there's some mileage in that. We shall see. Um, anyway, look, talking of, uh, of of great Chelsea players who probably weren't at their best tracking back, it happens to be the wonderful wee Pat Nevin's birthday today. I believe he's 54 today. So happy birthday, Pat, wherever you are. Of course, you played with Pat. Uh, you know, or he, his entire Chelsea career, you were, you were playing with him. What was he? What was he like to play with, mate? Oh, hard tackling, <laughs> uh, kick, 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 kick people all over the place. Scottish, Scottish chopper water. Harris. <laughs> yeah, typical. Vinnie Jones. Uh, Vinnie Jones. Uh, no. Um, no, he was none of that. Um, but he was exactly as you described. He was a wizard on the ball. Yeah. Fantastic crosser of a ball. Could put it where near post far, but pretty much where you'd want to be. Yeah. Um, there, there would need to be some where you run, knowledge about and understanding of what the type of player he was serving up. But if you said put it on the far post, it would be on the far post. If, it, if, he, if he saw you make a certain movement, and you, not very often for me, but certainly David Speed, it would go to the near post, then it, the ball would be at the near post. Um, Pat could cross it wherever you like and was absolutely fantastic at it. And um, a wizard of a dribble, if you like. They called uh, Charlie Cook that in the past, mm. I heard he said. And, yeah. uh, but, um, but Pat Nevin was, would have been similar. I mean, the the moment against Newcastle was outstanding when he beat about four of them in, in one game. I was in the middle and I was, I was irate that he didn't cross the ball. But <laughs> I, 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 quite, I was one of those that ended up applauding when he went back yeah. and beat a fifth. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, you know, it, it was a wonderful moment. Yeah, he was he was a hell of a player and and like you, very very well loved for. Uh, you know the impact that he had on 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 the supporters and the club. I mean, how I mean, you know, it's an interesting time, wasn't it? The kind of mid '80s when when you and Pat were playing together, and you know, we we all felt that we were on the cusp of something with that John Neal side. It it sadly wasn't really to be, and then Pat got you know sold to Everton, which which upset so many of us. I remember, but you know, in the short time that he was there, I mean, how, how important was his impact on that Chelsea side at the time, mate? I think Pat was at the club five years, you know. Yeah, I think he'd done actually, five yeah. at Everton and five, I think he'd done five at both. Uh, you know, it was, a, it was a sad day to see him go, for sure. Um, but, but, you know, the breakup of that team was, was a sad day uh, in itself. Um, Speedo had gone before that, I think, if my memory, memory serves me correctly. But, um, yeah, it, it, it was sad to see the great team broken up. It was the best team I ever played in, and uh, I played in a, a very good set. Another side, you know, the eighty-nine, ninety team was was a good side with Graham Roberts, uh, Jury, and Wilson. Um, but the Nevin and Speedy team um, was the best side, and we was on the cusp of something great. Um, just a pity if you know, I'm not going to go over old ground, but if things could have been done slightly differently, and John Neal hadn't perhaps had the troubles he had with his yeah, heart and yeah. so on and you know things might well have been a little bit different but the way it was but I loved my first three years there playing in that side was fantastic yeah it was it's still one of my favourite sides as you know although you're right I, I was quite fond of the 89 
to 90 side too um but uh as you say that's 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 how it works out sometimes which is a great shame now uh you you mentioned uh your your old striking partner mr david speedy and uh and you and uh and speedo are actually got an event lined up i'll just whiz off the details and then you can put your two penneth worth in but it's on uh saturday the 13th of october at the holiday inn shepparton which is in felix lane in shepparton and it kicks off at half seven uh the vip tickets are 30 quid and that will include a kind of an hour's private meet and greet with uh, with Kerry and Speedy, and uh, a framed photograph to take away of of you and the players, which sounds quite special, really. I mean, you know, it's worth thirty quid on its own, I'd have thought. Um, and standard tickets are twenty quid, uh, and there are about one hundred and twenty available, I believe. And if you want one, uh, contact Steve on o double seven three nine one seven six four one nine, or go to www.allinone dot events that to me kerry sounds like an absolute cracker first question when was the last time you hooked up with speedo well, that's never happened really um, you've I've, never I've done nev- an event with i've him? never been no i've never done a stage event with speedo he's, I mean, he's been all over the place he's been to ireland he's been everywhere and uh, you know i haven't got a clue what he's going to say or you know <laughs> or, or how he works or, or what he does um he's anything uh, if, if he talks anything like he's, he played, then it'll be quite lively. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I really don't know. Um, I don't know what to expect it, but what I do know is it'd be fantastic to see him. I, I, I think the bloke's wonderful. Um, you know, he wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea. Um, that's the nature of the beast. But uh, for me, he's fantastic, and you know, I look forward to working with him. Yeah, I mean, if, I mean, if, if, if you seriously not spoken to him since you played at Chelsea, or have I kind of? Got that? Got the rug under the stick there. Um, no, I haven't. I've, I've met up with him. Right, I've had a right, right. Him. I've, I've been in his company. Right, and, right, right. But I've never actually worked an right. event with him. Okay. Um, you know, it's never been a, a, a Dixon and Speedy back. You know, I've, I not well, there hasn't been. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, I get that point. So you just haven't. It's not that you haven't seen him or spoke to him. You just haven't worked with him. So, so what do you know? What he's up to these days? I think he's still an agent, and I think he does. He's doing a golf day, uh, work, does some charity bits and pieces. And I don't know in its entirety what he's up to. Um, it, he, he, he was doing various bits and pieces. Uh, don't know what he was doing in Ireland. I know he went over there um, with a young lady, um, but I don't know uh, quite what he was up to. Yeah, but all will be revealed, all no doubt. Revealed. If, if the punters don't ask the questions, I certainly will. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether I'll make that one or not, but uh, ask him no. for me. How how on earth could he jump so bloody high? I never could get my head round that. He's such a great header of a ball speed, though, wouldn't he? Well, I'll see if I can get some of these questions asked. You uh, you write them down. <laughs> you can't I make will. it, Dave, and uh, I, I'll uh, I'll air some of them. Uh, on the show that week well it, it sounds like an absolute cracker mate that evening and uh I, that's that is one not to be missed and uh i, I know you'll be on great form you're, you're always superb at those uh kind of q a do so i wish you luck with that but we'll keep plugging it until we get to the, the 13th so there we go right um international weekend this weekend i'm no doubt you'll be uh watching the england game tomorrow night mate yeah um you know international since the world cup have become uh, well, this is the first time, but I mean, it, they've become uh, a, a must-see sort of situation. Um, the development of these players, will they go on? Will we be European champions? Will we? How far can they go? Mm. You know, Gareth Southgate did a great job 
albeit some people say, you know, we missed out on a situation, and which possibly we did. Um, but they're all young players, and uh, if, if he continues the way he's going, who knows? We might be European champions uh, in two years' time. Um, and what? And who knows what in four years' time? Absolutely. Well, uh, I shall. I should be watching that tomorrow, and hopefully, uh, seeing Loftus Cheek uh, get a game. That'd be nice to see him play because he's not had too many opportunities at Chelsea this season. Uh, Kerry and I will, of course, be back uh, next Thursday, uh, which I think is the thirteenth of September, uh, and uh, we'll be obviously looking forward to the the Cardiff game. So, until then, uh, goodbye from me and uh, goodbye from Kerry. No doubt. Lovely to have you on the show as always, mate. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Hello, mate. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.